Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, brought to you in part by our friends Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you need help from experts in insurance and mortgages, these are definitely the people to talk with. Just visit the CFAX 1070 website and look under Shows to find The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. You'll find their contact information, or you can always find me online or on social media. I'd be happy to connect you uh, with these amazing professionals. We've got a great program for you today. Uh, the big question is we're approaching the holiday season. So what happens when it's time for you to go away for your nice little trip, maybe even a business trip? And if you're away from your home for any extended amount of time, what are you going to do to make sure that no bad things happen? With us today, we have Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch, Colin Lively, Cogen Pest Control, and also Russell Cass from Home Check Inspections. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming here with us today. Thank you. You're welcome, Tony. Great. Uh, to start, let's hear from one of our listeners. This week, we had a message from Lisa uh, who asked, and I'll just read out the email here, uh, I just lost out on another condo. We offer $25,000 more, but was beat out by another $20,000. How do we know there was legitimately, sorry, there were legitimately other offers? Can we ask the seller to disclose how many there were and what they were? We want to know how we can finally succeed in this hot market. Well, you know, it's funny. It seems like most of the questions we're getting today have to do with multiple offers and competing bids and, and things like that. Uh, now, I like to remind people, this is really an abnormal marketplace right now. I mean, in 26 years of doing this, I've only seen this uh, sort of activity happen maybe three times. Most of the time, like 95% of the time, it's a normal, balanced market where you don't have these bidding wars. You don't have delayed offers. Uh, things are a lot more civilized. Uh, right now, the truth is they are crazy. And if you're wondering why, by the way, we, we bring this up all the time, there's no inventory. I mean, we just finished up uh, the last month with about half of what inventory normally would be. So you think about it, it's no different than uh, going to the grocery store to buy a liter of milk only to find out there's no milk on the shelves. So what do you do? There are people that are wanting to buy, like uh, Lisa here, but they need to fight for property. So getting back to your question, Lisa, uh, how do we know there were legitimately other offers? This is a toughie. There, there is no registry system. They actually have a registry in Ontario. We don't have one here in British Columbia. A lot of this is trust. It's trust between the two agents. I presume you're working with an agent right now that you have a lot of trust with. The nice thing about a small marketplace like Victoria, by the way, I'm presuming you're in Victoria. I'm not sure. Um, a small little marketplace like Victoria is that all the agents pretty well know each other. Uh, it's small enough that... Um, people who do bad things or don't cooperate well with agents um, tend to get a bad reputation very quickly. So there isn't a, a method to, um, to determine uh, if there were other offers other than trusting the listing agent who informs that. The other question that you had was, uh, how do you know you, sorry, uh, can you ask the seller to disclose uh, what the offers were. Um, no. So as far as price is concerned, you can't. And the reason for that is uh, the prices of all the competing offers are kept confidential. When you think about it, that is to the benefit of the seller because, you know, if they had posted what the amounts were, uh, 
frankly, their result would not be as strong as they are in this method right now, where they're basically sealed. Uh, this is a seller's market. It's a seller's privilege. This is how things are functioning right now. Um, you're trying to find a way to succeed in, uh, in future. Uh, the best I can say is just keep trying. And uh, what we typically tell our buyers who are wanting to buy is draw your line in the sand. You make the decision about how much ultimately you want to pay for this property. And if it does sell for even a dollar more, you've got to be okay with the fact that you would not have paid more. Uh, anyways, Lisa, thank you for your question. And for anyone else, if you have a real estate question you'd like to answer on our show, please visit cfax1070.com or call our own hotline at 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540. As a reminder, too, you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, uh, on podcasts, both on iTunes and Google Play. So if you'd like to hear these shows, uh, actually from the very beginning, you can download them at your pleasure. Uh, anyways, we've got uh, three gentlemen in our studio today. They're Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch, Colin Lively, Cogen Pest Control, and Russell Cass from Home Check Inspections. Uh, gentlemen, you are all um, somewhat related to the real estate business. Obviously, I'm the fellow that does the selling and help people buy and sell. However, you serve clients who are um, homeowners or, or occupants, uh, tenants as well too, presumably. Um, what have you been seeing out there in the marketplace? Because the three of you are not local Victorians, we've come to uh, determine. Uh, it's a really small amount, actually, of, of people in Victoria who were born and raised like me. Everyone else has come here. Obviously, it's a nice place because you wouldn't be here otherwise, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, in your in your day-to-day -day, uh, business, Russell, for instance, I mean, what are you, what are you seeing with people? Because you're dealing with home buyers one on one on a on a daily basis. Correct. What are they telling you? How are they feeling? Uh, what's their thoughts about the real estate market? Other than the fact that buyers hate it. Well, everything you've set up to now with regard to the market is absolutely what we're seeing. Is uh, from a buyer a lot of frustration, uh, not able to get the property that they zoned in on, and uh, they've missed four or five, and they still haven't found one that they can close on. So a lot of frustration. Um, but we're still seeing a lot of activity. Uh, normally in markets that get active, we tend to lose business. And uh, that's yeah, because, not... Because people are buying without having to have a building. Correct. Right? They, they, they go in and they buy no conditions. Yeah. And while it is happening, um, we're still keeping very busy and partly because we're doing a lot of um, inspections now for people who are selling. Uh, they're oh. wanting to make sure that uh, if something is later on brought up or caught, they want to make sure that they are not liable for that. Yeah, so you're talking a pre-selling inspection. Correct. So these yep. are people who, who want to know uh, what they might encounter, and that way they can deal with it on their own terms uh, before they go to market, right? Absolutely, or they're even using it as an instrument uh, for buyers to have more confidence in buying without those conditions. Yeah, because uh, if, if, they're, if a buyer is buying without conditions, a seller can say, hey, listen, I got a reputable building inspector to come by here already, so here's a report if you want to read it. You know, obviously, a buyer should still rely on their own due diligence, but this is definitely a measure of confidence. Correct. Yeah, very good. Um, gentlemen, Colin, what, uh, what are you seeing out there in people that you're dealing with right now, homeowners that, uh, I mean, they call you, so there's pest issues, right? Yeah, so um, see a lot of people, they'll call for a newly purchased home or a home that they're looking to purchase just to kind of get it inspected towards the pest control side, um, seeing if there's any history pertaining to any kind of pest issues in the house for rodents or anything like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this year, rodents are very abundant, I would say. It's a heavy rodent year, is it? Big time. Okay. Yeah, um, We're going to talk about that. Yeah. We have you one-on-one. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, the one thing that I've noticed, though, too, is that, you know... I mean, nobody wants rodents in their house or or pests or whatever. It's another demonstration about a strong real estate market right now because people are advised, like you find out that they have them. They seem to be less fussed about it now, so they still go ahead with a sale and they and they uh, do their whatever's necessary to to reduce that risk. But you know, in a slower market like a buyer's market, like any small thing, like uh, even ants or something, can cause people to back yes. out of their deal. Yeah, they seem to be able to kind of take it a little bit easier now. Like yeah. They're not as um, upset about it. I think that's a function of market. Yeah. yeah, and what are you seeing, Brent? Well, where we get involved with the market is, uh, in addition to our regular business, uh, there are so many houses being bought, sometimes sight unseen, uh, that we're called in by the insurance companies and by the new owners uh, to make sure that someone responsible, professional, and dependable is actually checking their home, watching their home until they move here. Now, sometimes these arrangements with people, we have we have clients we've never met before, and sometimes these arrangements will go three to six months, and the insurance contracts are very, very specific on how often we, representing the owners, have to go in and provide reports, provide attendance sheets, and everything else. So we have a number of clients uh, throughout the, the entire peninsula uh, who will be moving here over the next uh, That's great. You year. Know, you brought up insurance, and this is really something I want to dive into when, right. we're, when we have our one-on-one in just a few moments here. Uh, but again, we're here uh, today with our, um, with our guest, Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch, Colin Lively, Cogent Pest Control, and Russell Cass Home Check Inspections. We're talking about what happens when you leave your home for holiday or business and how to make sure no bad things happen. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, this is Tony Joe. This is The Whole Home Show. Thanks for tuning in. When you're away from your home for either business or pleasure, do you ever wonder who's watching over my home? How can you ensure that your home is protected from things like burglary, water damage, and other concerns? I know it's a big concern that we always have when we go away as a family. And sometimes, of course, what we do is we have other family members or friends pop by and have a look. But is that enough? That's really the big question for the day. So right now, we have with us uh, our current guest, Brent Lang. Brent is with West Coast Property Watch, uh, and he can be your eyes and ears. Thanks for coming, Brent. Thank you for having me, Tony. I really appreciate this. It's uh, it's important that people know some of these things. Well, especially right now because we're we're entering into the holiday season, so people are starting to make their arrangements to go away for you know early summer, summer, whatever, right? Exactly. You know... Um, I think what's happening is that I think the world is changing in so many different ways, and that includes, of course, uh, insurance. Uh, it used to be, of course, you could have your neighbor pop by and do a little quick watering of your plants and a walkthrough, and check that your was mail. fine. Yeah. Check your mail, do all of that standard stuff. But part of the problem that's driving this, and we're people who were caught in the Calgary flood of 2013. and well, you learned- yourself. My, yes, my wife and myself. Okay. And we saw very dramatically, as did other people, how the insurance industry is changing. Um, you know, when you have an insurance policy, that is a contract. That's a clear-cut contract. And it states very clearly when you're covered and when you're not covered. You're either in or you're out. Mm-hmm. Black um, and white. It is black and white. Yeah. And 
repair costs are becoming so prohibitive now. Uh, I know of someone just the other day who had a water leak. You know, the water line behind their fridge leaked, and it flooded. They were in a condo, and it flooded two floors below. And the costs were well into six figures because it floods the hallways. Oh, yeah, actually, before we continue, I want to touch on that because uh, you mentioned it's water to a fridge. Right, and we're, so we're seeing all these devices now that are right. added uh, plumbing uh, systems that we never had before because it's the water for the fridge. We see water plumbed into things like uh, water softeners and espresso machines. Right? Exactly. So, anyways, going back, you're saying that it's not just a small repair. If it's in a condo, it's damaged a whole bunch of units, right? Right. And I, I have another person that I know who uh, had a water leak in their home, and it was a sixty-seven thousand dollar bill. Yeah. So what's happening is when you make a claim. Um, you know, the insurance company is going to start asking now, well, you were away, either on vacation or on business or for some other reason, so you have this enormous claim. Now, let us see your attendance sheet. Yeah. Who did you have coming in? How often were they coming in? And let's see the actual report for each visit. Because every insurance policy tends to be a little bit different in the terms they spell out. Some people should have their homes checked every four days, some people every seven days. We have a client right now, the insurance company specifies that home is checked every single day. Wow. Of course, that's an estate. That's an 8,000 square foot home. But the fact of the matter is the insurance company is driving that. In your policy, it will tell you how often when you're away your home must be checked. And you know what? If something happens and you have to lay claim, the insurance company is going to ask you for proof that you are having it checked by someone reliable, someone professional, and someone responsible. So we do all of that. Yeah, because that's hard to ask of like a neighbor or a friend or family member. Exactly. And we're very thorough. We do interior. We do exterior. And uh, and you're covered. Uh, we uh, have our forms reviewed every single year by people in the, in the insurance industry. So should a claim ever have to be made, our forms will stand up. Mm-hmm. We also use technology. Uh, I had a house not long ago, and I was checking their closet for their hot water tanks. And I noticed a leak taking place. Well, these particular folks happen to be in South Africa. I snapped a picture of that. I fired it over to them. And do you know within... I would say half an hour. Those people got back to me, and we made arrangements uh, with the proper contractors, and it was taken care of. But that home, had that broken open and flooded completely, that would have been, again, a $50,000-plus repair. Yeah. So even though the the homes may not be big, it just takes a little break-in yeah. from a burglar who's been casing it. Yeah. And, because um, they know that the people are gone. Um, I met someone yesterday who lives in View Royal. Yeah. Uh, there's a home that had been, the folks had passed away, and a son had inherited this home, but he never lived in the home. It was at the end of the block. This is a story that actually happened. And some guys were casing that. During the night, they went in, they stole every single appliance that was in there. Then they decided they are going to cut all of the copper tubing out of the house and let the water run. There's a value to that. There was a complete value to that. And that the people that inherited that home didn't have anyone checking that home. Yeah. So now this fellow has an enormous fight with the insurance company. And those are, I, I know from personal experiences, those are very difficult fights to win. Yeah, so we're here with Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch. We're talking about keeping your eyes on your property while you're away. So, uh, Brent, I know, I happen to know as a fact that you work with insurance companies because clearly to have the security of someone like you looking over properties, 
Um, this is something that is that is good for the owner, but it's also good for the insurance company. They want to know that someone like exactly. you is there, right? It works both ways, Tony. You're yeah. 100% right. We bring clarity to the situation. We've been vetted by uh, the insurance companies. Uh, people know us, and when they need our documents, they're there. They're acceptable. So we're in a very strong position. We're professional. We've mm. built homes before. We've done renovations. We're very skilled at what we do, yeah. and we're bringing a new level to it. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I, that I want to say from, from my perspective as a practicing realtor here, we often have sellers, like you said, in a state or, or whatever. They don't live in the house. Maybe yes. the kids live in Vancouver or something. Uh, and they'll give me a call and say, you know, the insurance company is being really hard on me because they want to make sure that someone's looking at the house every three days or four days or something. And um, obviously, that's not something that we as real estate uh, uh, practitioners can do. I suppose we could, but that's, this is not our wheelhouse, right? Right. And this is, this is your job. So this is when we call you up and say, Brent, we've got a client. You know, take care of them. Yes, thank you. I, I get calls from uh, real estate people, uh, uh, private individuals as well. Uh, some business owners call as well who have multiple properties, um, really family people, people who have investments. It, we really fe- it is a niche thing that we do, but it is a very necessary thing and becoming increasingly more important simply because of the costs that are involved should anything ever happen while your place is vacant mm-hmm. or so, you, you know, we're talking about holiday and uh, or going away for business, but you touched on something a little bit earlier, and that is we are seeing a lot of sales right now that yes. occur where the seller has requested or demanded that the, the, the handover date happens now, even though the buyer maybe doesn't need it for three or four months. And then these people have the same situation where they've taken possession of the house, they own the house, they're responsible for the house, obviously would have insurance as well too. But it's right. going to be empty because they're not here. They could be a client from <laughs> Calgary or someone from Toronto or overseas or whatever. Yep. And, and again, this is something that, uh, that, that you're here to help with. You're 100% uh, right with that. The other thing that happens with people who are buying homes here now, and we get quite involved with this actually, is someone will buy a home here. They decide they want to do a reno job. Uh-huh. So they can't be here. We have, we have clients throughout the U.S. They don't live in the house. Canada. They don't live in a house. Yes. But, of course, for insurance purposes, that house is, has to be locked up, secure. So generally the owner will find a contractor or a general contractor. They'll come in and they'll want to paint the house or they'll want to do some work. And we kind of, uh, we're not general contractors at all, but we make sure that at the end of the day uh, that place is locked up and secure. In the last month we found... Uh, Squatters, maybe. You can find squatters, yeah. doors are left open, windows are left open. Okay. Uh, there's a whole myriad of problems you can encounter. That's, that's how I first met uh, um, uh, Colin, actually. Okay. Uh, we had a house and, uh, that we were taking care of, and it was empty, and clearly there was some kind of problem in this house, and it was a rodent problem. Oh, so and another kind of squatter. Another kind of, in fact, several squatters. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Brent Lang uh, from West Coast Property Watch, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? Please go to our website, all one word, westcoastpropertywatch.ca, mm-hmm. or you can call us directly at 778-350-4500. That's 778-350-4500. 
Brent, it's all it's great talking to you all the time. I know that we're going to have you back here uh, in the future because you've got so much great information. We are talking today about making sure that your home is secure when you're away for a holiday uh, or a business or if you haven't moved there yet. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment with Colin Lively, uh, who is going to be talking about that other kind of squatter, the past. <laughs> uh, you're listening here to the Home Whole, Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. We're just going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. This show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you're looking for advice on a mortgage or your insurance policy for your home or your car, be sure to let either of these wonderful experts know. You can find their contact information by contacting me. You can visit the CFAX 1070 website, Look under shows and you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Uh, or you can always find me online or on social media. Today we're talking about the approaching holiday season. People are booking their family holidays away or maybe going away for business trips. When you leave your home vacant, and we're not just talking houses here, by the way. We're talking condominiums as well, too. How do you make sure that bad things don't happen? We just had on Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch uh, talking about keeping an eye on properties for his clients. Uh, and he brought up squatters, a different kind of squatter, not people. We're talking rodents. Uh, and I've got to tell you, nobody really likes talking about insects, rodents, and other pests, except for this fellow that we have on right now. Uh, this is Colin Lively from Cogen Pest Control, Inc. Colin, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, Colin, I, I, you know, I meant that sort of humorously, but it is also true. People don't like talking about uh, insects and pests and rodents and stuff like that. Um, now, they exist. In yes. fact, you had mentioned uh, this is a strong, this is a heavy year for rodents, right? Very much so. Um, our calls went up quite a bit this year Yeah. Uh, just in rodents. Um, we had a great summer and a really warm winter last year, so that tends to bring the population up. Um, and then we had that cold snap, and that cold snap was forcing them into uh, houses, trying to get warm. Yes. Um, they have a tough time, mice in particular have a tough time regulating their own body temperature, so they're going to try to find an avenue to, um, to regulate it for them. Yeah. But I have to tell you, that this, I've got a bit of a story because a couple of years ago, a water line in my sprinkler system broke, and the water was running for like a day. We didn't know. Yes. And water, of course, finds its path of least resistance. And it went down, it burrowed away down into the uh, sort of drain tile system of my house. And I have a, I have a, not an old house, it's a 1980s house mm-hmm. uh, in the Henderson area. Um, and I never thought anything of it until such time as we started getting some rodents downstairs because they find these areas. So it was an incident that created a, uh, a means for these guys to get in. You must, yeah. I mean, you see this all the time, right? Yeah, that's a common problem. Um, if you have a pest issue, um, nine times out of 10, there's an underlying issue there. Um, prime example is um, termites. If, you've, if you find termites in your building, obviously you got a bit of a, a moisture issue somewhere. Yes. Uh, termites need a, a high humidity to be able to survive. Um, Silverfish, very much the same. Yeah. Um, they, for silverfish to be even able to survive, they need 80% humidity. Wow. So that's going to so let you know that you're going to have to need to look into your crawl space or okay. in and around your furnace, your hot water tank, and you're looking for a leak kind of thing. So that's telling you that there's something, because it's, the, it's not just the fact that there are pests or rodents there. It's telling homeowners that there's something going on 
with their structure that they have to look at. So this is probably part of your job is to actually find out what the, it's not just their presence, but also what is causing yes, them to exactly. be there, right? Yeah. What are, I, some, what are some things that you bump into? Um, one of, I bumped into a guy actually the other day, um, Friday, he had a bit of a, a carpenter ant issue. Um, and carpenter ants, they need a fair bit of humidity too. They're a very unique kind of creature. Um, but we started looking and investigating into the carpenter ant, um, where they were coming in by the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And as it progressed through, throughout the inspection, we noticed that there is a water leak in the roof. Oh. And then the leak ran down into the wall, yeah. and then it went all the way into the basement. Was actually rotting in the basement. So basically, it was a system-wide issue. Issue, yeah. That it was, caused the carpenter ants to show up. Exactly. It made, it made the structure weak, and it made it able for them to penetrate into the structure. And, you and know, it's funny. I, I I never thought about this until just now, just talking to you. In a sense, the presence of uh, pests like this is almost kind of like an indicator that there's something going on with your house. Big time. Um, yeah, the majority of the um, the, the clients and the customers that I go to, I, I find a, an underlying issue in their house, um, and I bring it to their attention to and it, to solve the problem. So. Great. We're here talking with Colin Lively from Cogen Pest Control uh, Inc. Uh, again, talking about those things that people don't like to talk about, but it's a reality, and especially here. Uh, in this nice little um, uh, environment that we have. Uh, people not only love moving to Victoria, but so do rodents and pests, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So now um, you were talking with Brent a moment ago about uh, looking at uh, vacant properties because, of course, we're talking today about when you leave your house yes. um, and you guys are in a home, you were up in the attic, uh, you found some squatters. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and so tell us about that. Uh, it was a house that um, Brent and I were working on. Um, and we located some rodent droppings inside the house, um, and I was able to locate that they were coming from the attic area. Mm -hmm. So I um, went up into the attic area just to do an inspection to see what happened. Um, and in, in the attic, the, there were so many tunnels, it looked like a highway. The, oh my goodness. And there were rat tunnels, so the rats were up there for so long because uh, the house was so vacant for yeah. a period of time before Brent got involved. And uh, they made tunnels throughout the house um, in the attic, going down into the now, walls. Now, when you're, when you're talking tunnels, you're, you can clearly see this in the insulation, yes, right? Yes, yeah. It's probably about a four-inch hole yeah. that'll run all the way through the insulation throughout the house. With their associated droppings as yes, well. Yes, so lots of droppings, lots of urine. Yeah. Um, a, a rat will poop and pee about 200 times a night, which will leave, a, which will leave a scent trail. So once one rodent is there, yeah. rat or mice, once one is there, others will follow. Holy so cow. what we did with that is we, we were able to set up a trapping program. Um, and then we went on the exterior of the building and made sure that nothing was touching the building. We were mm -hmm. able to trim some trees and remove some things. Because they climb up the trees exactly. to get out the attic. They were climbing up the tree yeah. onto the roof. And once a rodent's on the roof, it's very easy for them to get anywhere in that house. Yeah. And if they get inside that attic, that's the whole framework of your house. And they can go all the way from the attic to the basement to any house, any part of the house. Wow. So... Um, so, you know, a concern that I think people often have is, you know, you, you get uh, pest control over like you, 
Um, what happens? Because uh, because poison doesn't seem to be something that is favored nowadays. You can poison a rodent, it's not, no. and they end up getting dying in the attic or in a wall or something, and exactly. that's that's trouble in and of itself, right? So you're talking traps. Yes, right? yeah. Um, the poisoning, it, it, there's a time and a place for it. Um, we try to do trapping if we can, because like you said, um, if you poison the rodent, he's going to go back to his nest and die because he's not going to be feeling good. Yep. He's going to want to go back to where he's comfortable. And where is that nest going to be? It's going to be in the house. You have an issue in the house, it's yep. in the house. And it's, I, in my experience, the nests are not very easy to find when the rodent is dead. Okay. Um, it's usually in a wall void, and the odor is very distinct. And it and is <laughs> there for a while. So, like, I mean, yeah. I had a friend who had who had a rodent die in a wall. Like, he yes. knew it was in a wall. Yes. And yeah. uh, my goodness, like, you got to open that up. And, that's that's. And that's why we try to trap them, right? We don't. We, we try to do the trapping and yeah. baiting. There's a time and a place for it, but yes, trapping's the way to go because you can retrieve the. Got it. Well, you know, like I said, this is one of those topics that we're in Victoria. We're in lovely Victoria, and I'm sure you will agree a lot of these issues that you bump into are in some of Victoria's finest homes. Yes. Right? So it's not just limited to uh, whatever, lower-priced areas or whatever. I mean, you're going into luxury um, oceanfront homes, and this exists, right? Yeah, there is no difference between whether <laughs> how much you make a year yeah um everybody has the issue bed bugs are your prime example oh yeah it doesn't matter it's not based on cleanliness it's not based on anything like that i've i've gone to people's houses they've picked them up at the doctor's office they've picked them up from oh the movie well theater. you know un- unfortunately and we don't have a lot of time to yes, talk about that, that because is a big this topic. is another conversation because I, I know on your website you talk about heating you gotta you gotta heat uh, um, uh, your Heat furniture and everything unit, yes. in order to kill bed bugs. Uh, great having you here. Colin Lively, we'll have you back again. We'll talk about bed bugs from Cogent Pest Control. Colin, how do people reach you? Uh, you can visit us on our website at cogenpest.com. Or how do you, you spell that? It's C O J E N pest.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can give us a call at 778 265 5730. That's 778 265 Five seven three zero. Oh, now all of a sudden you got me thinking. I got to check out my attic. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so, I'll stop by. <laughs> you, you, I'll get you by. Right. Thanks for coming. Uh, you're listening to the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks again for joining us here on the Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, if you've heard something today that you would like to hear again, didn't have a chance to maybe jot down phone numbers or contact information for our guests, you can always go online to the CFAX website at cfax1070.com. Look under shows and you'll find me, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Uh, where you can uh, listen streaming to our recent shows, or you can find our podcasts both on iTunes and Google Play. I would be, um, it's my privilege to have them available for you to subscribe to and listen to on a regular basis. Uh, we are here talking today about the upcoming holiday season and leaving your home for an extended amount of time, how to make sure that your home remains safe. Uh, and uh, avoiding things like burglaries and pests, the squatters we've been talking about all day today. I've had guests, uh, Brent Lang from West Coast Property Watch already, and Colin Lively from Cogent Pest Control, uh, (laughs) reminding me that I've got to check my addict out uh, about uh, rodents because, my goodness, uh, they're not fun to have in a house. 
Uh, but we are here right now with Russell Cass from Home Check Inspections. Russell is a longtime building inspector here in Greater Victoria. Uh, he has served, uh, I, I have lost count of the number of clients that, uh, that we've had. Uh, so we've seen Russell in action. Russell, thanks for coming onto our show. Great to be here, Tony. Thanks for having me. So, of course, I mean, you could talk about tons of things. One of these days, we'll have you back to talk about depreciation reports. It's not the topic of the day today. Yep. We are talking about what happens when people leave. And since you were a building inspector, you've seen uh, some, you've seen a lot of bad things in homes. And I guess the question for today's topic is, what are things that homeowners need to look out for when they are either considering leaving their home vacant for some amount of time, uh, or if they're buying a house that has been vacant for an amount of time, um, tell us. Well, uh, the two guests before me both touched on some of those things. Um, one of the things that uh, can go wrong, of course, is, uh, is a roof leak. But one of the most obvious that we see that's not often thought of is people go away and uh, they're wanting to save their money. They're going south for the winter. They're going to be gone for a few months and they'll turn the heat down. And once you get the relative humidity above 60% in a house, you're starting the spores and the mold and the growth happening. And so they'll come back in the summer, and uh, they'll notice these things. And, of course, it's all self-inflicted. Okay. Uh, well, you... actually, let's talk about this because this is important. Yeah. So, again, they're leaving Victoria in the wintertime. We don't get super cold here, but they yeah. turn the furnace all the way. I've seen houses, especially yeah. electric baseboard heating, Absolutely. where they turn the, the thermostats down. So, yeah. so what happens? Like, how does mold occur in these situations? So the warmer the air, the more moisture it can absorb. Yeah. The cooler the air, the less it can hold. In other words, oh. that moisture is going to be in the house. We have a high relative humidity to start with, um, so you've got to keep it at bay. Um, and maybe the, the the side benefit would be uh, you're not going to get the rodents. The house is cold, but, gee, you could have a whole bunch of other problems. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen it in houses where people purposely to uh, keep the heat down, and then condensation occurs on the windows, and then they get mold on the uh, the window frames, right? Absolutely, and and you, you hit the nail on the head. Electric baseboard is one of those that the commodity price has gone up so much that, that folks are turning it down mm -hmm. um, and creating the mold issues. Uh, and if you've got any moisture-related uh, issues that are going to uh, uh, compound that, such as a roof leak or a perimeter drain that's not working correctly or that uh, refrigerator line that's supplying you for the ice in the refrigerator and it's dripping slowly, all yeah. of that's just compounding those issues. Yeah. Um, so going away, uh, part of the thing to do would be uh, to shut the water lines off, make yeah. sure your hot water tank is off. Uh, you are going to need the air movement, so uh, having... So now, do, should people, should someone drain the hot water tank? Is that another another issue, or that's kind of complicated, right? Well, it's not really complicated, uh, and, and may be a good idea, because if it bursts, you've got 40 gallons dumping out. Uh, but but as you, long as it's disconnected, you're not getting the 40 gallons plus what's coming exactly. through your domestic hot water. That's right? the point. If you've shut the, the water it. off to it, you're not getting the, the, the other water following it. And, and probably about five or 6,000 gallons per day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Wow. So these are things. Uh, so again, uh, shutting off the water, um, making sure that your that your heat is at a manageable level. The, we brought this up before on this show a couple of months ago, where um, it's healthier for the house to maintain a level of heat because when the house is empty or when you have you're creating drafts when you have heat on in certain areas and and not in others, right? Yeah, I mean, the drafts in themselves are not that bad in that it creates air movement. It's mm-hmm. the relative humidity. So if you've got a drafty house, then uh, and, and particularly older homes that are converted to electric heat, um, they will be more drafty because the old furnace that used to be there pressurized the house so your leaks were going out. Oh. Now you've got electric baseboard and the drafts are coming in. So... Um, generally, you want to keep the house around about 12 to 13 degrees. Yeah. That would which normally, is not warm. Like it's that's not still, warm. That's still chilly. It's still chilly, but yeah. it's enough mechanical agitation of the air by the heat yeah. uh, to keep the relative humidity at uh, 60% or slightly lower. Wow. So we're here talking with Russell Cass from Home Check Inspections, and our topic today is things to look out for when your house is vacant or you're going to be away for a while. Um, yeah, water is a huge one. Uh, for sure. Uh, there's always those concerns, Russell, about leaks. Um, uh, it seems to be that plumbing leaks spring when people aren't home, uh, typically on long weekends too. Absolutely. Right? I yeah, mean, it's hard it, to get a plumber. Well, it seems to be that hot water tanks always fail if you're going to sell your house uh-huh. uh, or you just bought one. It, it's, it's almost, you can set your clock by it. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's lots of other things that can potentially go wrong when you're away. Um, and electrical is one of the others. So if you have an older home, uh, you may want to shut circuits off that are not going to be in use mm-hmm. um, just to prevent anything that may happen. Uh, arcing, anything can happen. It can happen whether you, if you're at home, but if you're not, mm-hmm. you're not there to see it, yeah. and you're not there to deal with the consequence. And that's obviously why Brent goes around and checks the houses to see if something like that has occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, perimeter drains, particularly, uh, they never, ever fail in the summer. I've just noticed that. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> okay. they never fail in the summer. Darn it, why can't they? Yeah, yeah. It, it's always the winter. Yeah. Um, so if you're away in the winter, you want to, A, have followed the protocol of having them cleaned. Yep. Uh, and then make sure that somebody's monitoring that because you want to catch it early before it does too much damage. Well, you know, again, we talked about this on our show a couple months back. It's always a good idea to schedule certain things like drain tile cleaning. It's amazing when we're dealing with homeowners and we say, when's the last time you got your drains clean? They go, I don't know, can't remember, or they got it, or it was done before they bought the house. Really, that is a preventative measure that should be scheduled every couple of years, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, quite honestly, the response I get when I ask that question is, is what is that? Uh, is most people just don't understand what it is until it happens, then they know. They get their quick education. Yeah, yeah. there there are those scheduled maintenance things that should be stuck to, and that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, How about some others? Um, Roof, uh, gutters, uh, valleys, flashings. You're living in a house uh, and you've got a lot of trees around you. Your gutters are going to get debris in them. The debris under rainy conditions can actually push back and can start to penetrate the house. Uh, ridge flashing. So checking your roof yeah. uh, should be part of schedule well, maintenance. Well, and this is part of the conversation we had with Colin. So yeah. you get moisture in that attic area. You get uh, incidences of uh, bugs or pests or things like that. Uh, it really is a whole, it's, 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 it's a system-wide uh, concern in the house, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and once it starts, if there's nobody there, it will just gain momentum. Brent touched earlier on the flood 
and things that can happen. So multifamily living, uh, one of the issues that we find quite often is uh, an owner's done his own plumbing. Simple stuff like oh. just changing uh, the, the tap in the tub. And he went and bought a substandard product. And this is real. I saw this, screwed it in. It was a plastic uh, pipe, and it split. And every time he opened his tap, unbeknownst to him, he was discharging water into the wall. It was dropping four floors. The building called us in, and uh, we began to investigate and tracked it back. By the time we found it, there was $64,000 worth of damage. Wow. Now, the building's insurance covered all of that, yeah. but the owner himself, even though he was home, yeah. he ended up with the deductible bill, which was $6,000. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's a nasty surprise, and there are insurances to cover you for that. Actually, and that's also another reminder when people are buying in a condo building, they should get to know what the deductibles are uh, because I have heard of cases where the deductible is a lot more than that. Absolutely, and yeah. it's as simple as getting uh, insurance protection uh, and making sure that you're covered. But as Brent said earlier, if you've got the insurance, uh, you need to know what it is, not just get the copy and put it in your filing cabinet mm -hmm. because come time for a claim, if you haven't followed what you're supposed to do, uh, you're going to be in trouble. And that's where I have a little plug right now for our friend Lori Zorn from uh, Island Savings. I think you've met uh, Lori, Brent. Yeah, and again, it's it's reading the small print. You know, people always, they, they often say, I'm getting a little bit off track here, but they often say insurance companies, you know, they don't want to write checks or whatever, but the reality is they they really act on the content of the contract, Right. And uh, these are things that, um, again, you guys are here for uh, to, 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 to cover that, right? Um, Russell, if people need to reach you, how do they do that? Uh, our telephone number in Victoria, 778-351-1928. And our uh, website is homecheckcanada.com, or you can just Google us and find us. We've been around quite a long time. You have been, and like I said, there's a lot of things that you can talk about. I'd love to get you back here to talk about depreciation reports at some time. A lot of questions about that. Uh, Colin, uh, how can people reach you? You can visit us on the web at uh, cogenpest.com. It's C-O-J-E-N-Pest.com. Or give us a call at 778-265-5730. That's great. And uh, finally, we have uh, Brent. Brent, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, our local telephone number is 778-350-4500. And our website is all one word, westcoastpropertywatch.ca. That's great. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for coming here, guys. Now, I want to say to all of you listeners, I want to thank you all for listening to our show. We've been on for a number of months now. I get some great feedback. Seems like we're giving some great information for people as they're thinking about either a home purchase or a home sale. Uh, it's very flattering, the messages that I get. Um, I do want to put it out there that if you, as a listener, have any specific topic that you would like covered here on The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, just let me know. Be happy to uh, invite any other expert or specialist in the area that you're thinking of to come on by and do exactly as you've been listening to uh, here for months, uh, have questions answered and, and help you as a consumer learn more about your real estate purchase. Uh, as a reminder, you can find us online, cfax1070.com, or you can download our podcasts on both iTunes and Google Play. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. You'll hear us here weekly on CFAX 1070. Uh, and if you have any questions, just look us up online or give us a call. Our direct phone number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. And I'll be here for you this time next week. We'll see you then. 
The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. 